0: Back with Jason Grubb, four-time CrossFit Games champion. How's that feel, buddy? It feels good. It's honestly, I keep pinching myself.
1: Like, I can't believe it actually happened. I can't believe it's real. And that a one-time champion was amazing. And a back-to-back champion was unbelievable at the time. And then now I'm starting to set this expectation for myself that is likely not sustainable for the rest of my life. I'm going to have to figure out something at some point to decide okay wins enough but i love it and i I do love competing for now it's it's full steam ahead i I love it
0: i heard once that olympic champions when they win gold medals have like this sense of depression the day after do you ever get that at all no i don't
1: i no that's not true i think i felt it last year actually it was the day after the games was over and i saw the they were taking the banners off of the Coliseum, right? Like the black banners that they had wrapped around the Coliseum last year. It just felt like this whole thing that i had been building up for. And I got my third consecutive win. That's unbelievable. And it was just over. And no one on the planet cared anymore. And then, so I think I felt maybe a little bit of that last year. And then this year, I think I realized that's just how it goes. I've got enough experience now to know that like the games are this monumental wonderful huge event and then yeah really the next week it's when are we gonna go see oppenheimer that's the topic of right. the week like and i had booked those tickets two weeks in advance so that was literally what i was looking forward to after the games i hope i get to go watch this epic movie with a gold medal <laughs>
0: in my drawer absolutely no i get that it's just always interesting to me Like you guys work so hard year-round for this goal and then you get there and you get your podium moment and it's uh, always amazing to see the photos, like how happy you guys look and like that sense of yep. fulfillment. And I always wonder what happens when you step off the podium? Like, how quickly does that feeling melt away? And then your kids are just like, all right, dad, what's next? <laughs> Let's go do I something. Know, serious.
1: And yeah, where, <clears throat> and when you live in an RV, it's the, a couple of days later, you're traveling. It's a seven hour drive to Indianapolis, which was not an amazing place to stay. It was a great place to stay. Like, nothing wrong with Indianapolis, but it's not like we're going to Disneyland afterwards. We're going to Indianapolis on our way to West Virginia, on our way to Virginia, which is where we're at now, which will end up having us in the Outer Banks next week, which is our ultimate destination. So there is this little life just goes on. And especially for masters athletes, we're not, we don't get a day off from life. The Monday after the games for me was our launch of Boulder athlete. The, the, what I, another project I've been working on for five, six months to launch this master's training platform. And for whatever reason, I was like, I think the official launch should be August 7th. And so that's what I did. And that just ends up packing quite the workload on myself, launching the biggest thing I've ever launched that day. So maybe that was an element of it, but I'll tell you what was fun for masters. In addition, we, we, we compete Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, award ceremony is Thursday night. And then for me, I got to attend the games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if I exited the RV area, the campground, and entered the games, it was a constant stream of of great people, great fans stopping me everywhere to grab a picture or to say hi. Even though I have a bit of a cold now, in a, like, I'm losing my voice now from this cold. After three days of talking and saying hi to everybody, which was really fun after the games, by Monday, I was really ready to just not talk to anyone, including my kids, at least for eight hours on a drive.
0: Just yeah, chilling, no, I, dialing it down. Trust me, I get that, dude. We were there. I got it in town on Wednesday and I was ready to quit talking to people by Friday night, to be <laughs> honest. Like I talked to so many people. And then by Sunday, I'm basically in a coma. And when I get back yeah. in town on Monday, it's just I wasn't going to leave the house for a couple of days. <laughs> I was going to work from home. And I was just, Just such a, and it's the same experience. Everyone's so nice and incredibly grateful to get to talk to people and meet them and hear their stories and to meet people like yourself and other athletes. But it's a lot. It's a lot of peopling.
1: It is a lot. And you're just you. And you don't have to put on a performance to just be you. And I don't feel like I put on a performance to be me. But you are on the whole time. Yeah. You're active. Maybe there were a couple of moments in the stands watching the, the elite athletes when they're doing their thing, and I'm just a fan, and I'm actually just watching something. But then as soon as that is over and we're walking outside, you're getting stopped, I'm getting yep. stopped. In, in, the, in a great way. Absolutely wouldn't trade that experience for anything. It's amazing. But at the end of the day, it's more work to do that than it is to compete. Competing is much yeah. easier.
0: Yeah, I have this. I was joking in my toxic trade, trade is I have to learn everyone's story. So they stop me and yeah. ask for a photo. I'm like, where are you from? What gym do you go to? How oh, long have you been crossfitting? You have a whole series of questions. It's just interesting to me. This is how I learn about people and the community and what's going on. But you yep. do that for a couple of days. And by the end, you're yep. just like, oh my God, I just, I just want to go have a beer and, and be left <laughs> alone for a couple of hours. I, I thought the experience for you guys this year was different than I'd seen in years past. It was interesting. Part of why I wanted to bring you back on quick. I was driving. I think it was in Indiana. I don't know. I was in the middle of some cornfield somewhere, and I was getting blown up via text message and DMs about the shitty feed they had on the on the age groups. And someone sent me the photo, and it was from like a thousand yards, like up on the static camera thing. Yep. And I knew it was going to be bad news for everyone. And it's it. And so I did a little video on it. And but I was thinking about like all these thoughts go through my head for you guys, like how hard it is to get to the games for one, the cost it takes to get to the games, all of that effort and to get the static camera felt weird. And so I wanted your insight. And then the opposite end of that is like, when you come out of the games, you want content to be able to share the gospel of CrossFit that we don't have now. And and so I want to just talk through some of those. Why don't we just kind of start at the beginning of it? And just like you guys get there and, and it's, Different. It sounds like it was different a number of ways this year, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You were there. It felt like there was definitely some budget cutbacks, just in the idea like the Coliseum has always, whether it was Reebok or it was Noble, always been wrapped. And it just felt like the Coliseum was owned by CrossFit. And then you'd see the Coliseum when it wasn't a CrossFit-related event with the red paint around it. Oh, man, that thing is just not very pretty. So you really? saw that was an initial thought and then they didn't have the large screen that they had in the, the the vendor area outside where you could sit outside and watch the events up on this big screen and not that big of a deal. But then the day before we started, maybe even the day before we registered, I can't remember. I was part of the press team and we got the press release that said there's gonna be the static camera situation yep. and we all knew we knew this is going to be bad. There is never a static camera that can capture all of this. It just doesn't work. And there was I had questions beforehand that I just didn't want to ask anybody because I hadn't heard anything. I wanted to reach out to the broadcasters from last year to say, "Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing you again this year." Are we having coverage in 2019? It was announced that there was going to be no coverage. Okay, that was the year that Glassman just threw a bomb at some things. Okay, so that's fine. And then 2021, we're back, full coverage, amazing coverage. 2022, standard, great coverage. These guys do so well, and we lean into that. We depend on that. So family and friends, weeks leading up to the games are all asking, hey, when can I watch it? Where can I watch it? How do I find the schedule? Do I watch it on YouTube? What are the links? So I'm always ready to provide that so that we can get people watching, and I can provide my parents who can't get to the games the opportunity to watch the games my older kids who have jobs and can't make it to the games so they can watch when i was part of an affiliate so that the affiliate they might my, my affiliate would set up a big screen in the gym and they'd come and have watch parties to celebrate me i was talking with another 35 year old very influential athlete in the warm-up area and we were talking about it and he was just talking for Every age group athlete, every teenager that's there, and, and masters athlete, we are generally part of gyms. We're not part of training camps and, right. or working out in our barn or our garage and stuff. Like we have this huge community behind us that are all wanting to cheer us on, and they all watch from afar. That's what that stream is about, and they blew it. I just say CrossFit blew it in that sense, in in two ways: one by cutting it it's a bad decision it's a bad right. it's just a bad decision it's bad etiquette to even do a an announcement to the world on instagram and, and twitter and everything even the day before the games hey watch the age group athletes here's the link it was like this celebratory like bs kind of thing that was a huge mistake and the, the other mistake they made was making that announcement the day before the games right. if they would have made that announcement three four weeks in advance hey guys huge shift lots that. We can't share with you the, all the moving parts, but no broadcast for H group athletes, plan accordingly. You may have gotten more people to yeah. travel to Madison, but then you'd have other people there to maybe stream or something. And in fact, I know I'm ranting on this, but I listened to Dave Castro's, he does his vlog. I don't know, once right. a week, he answers a bunch of questions. Someone asked him, and he published this morning, I think, hey, could any of the other big teams that were there with their video equipment could they have streamed the games he said yes they had the opportunity but they didn't do it so, so i got a press pass because i have a podcast i think you probably you didn't you could have gotten a press pass but you didn't right. i can't remember but that's right when you sign that press agreement you explicitly say that you will not and cannot stream events right
0: yep yeah that's completely right we, because every year i've had a press this is the first year i went without one and every year I've gone, they are not only do they make you put it in it, but they repeat it to you and they talk to you. They're like, do not stream in the Coliseum. Do not stream right. out of the field. Right. They give you hell about it.
1: So I streamed on my Instagram, but I did not have my press pass yet. I did not get my press pass after I was done being an athlete. So I had a friend stream on my phone. But even Dave Castro saying that, that it could have been streamed, but they chose not to not accurate and he just may be misinformed i don't think he's trying to be nefarious on that or anything i think it's just you're not supposed to stream but give us the time to plan accordingly and let everyone know hey this year guys you're gonna have to tune into my instagram live feed and it's gonna be a mile away and i had a friend that streamed it brilliantly this guy did so much he's running up the stands on Helen. we're running outside he's running down the stands and trying to follow as much as it was great But as a content creator myself, I like to give a recap of my experience at the games and splice in a decent amount of footage of performance. And I have Instagram footage. This is what I have. And I do have footage from other people that took footage for Instagram, which is all very generous. But it was a huge disappointment. And I think it's actually probably part of a bigger picture and a bigger move that CrossFit's likely going to make in the future with regards to the direction they're going with the games. I think it's yeah. going to consolidate. I've just got some thoughts.
0: I don't know. Looks like that. I think you're probably right. Your pointer on the content creators is spot on. That part felt weird to me right off the bat. Like there were groups like Clydesdale Media was there and he has a big team of people. There yeah. were or coffee pods and wads. There's a bunch of these guys that, that spend a lot of time in the space that weren't behind the scenes, that weren't covering the elites or didn't have, uh, what do they call them when you have the I forget you you get right down in front for the photos like they you have to have special oh. press passes yeah. for the, the pit yeah. down in the pit and they only give you one or two but they didn't approach anyone about the masters and admittedly i doubt anyone was asking because everyone's trying to cover the elites but if they had instead of coming to us like i got the same press release you did because i get all the press releases and it said hey we're cut and it seemed celebratory hey we're covering it with a static camera And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, "Yeah, you guys did semis with a static camera, and that sucks." So this (laughs) that went bad. (laughs) Yeah, this is probably not going to look good. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. If they had sent a message out to everyone and said, "Hey, we'll let you cover," people would have raised their hand. And the second thing, they have a Discord server that everyone's on where you're sharing information, and it opens up weeks before the games, like a couple of months before the games, when you ask for your press pass. At no point in that discord server did they say hey we're not going to stream the age groups you guys are allowed to now because every year i've been not only do they tell you you can't stream they give you a limit on the number of photos you can use yes a really specific number i forget what it is like 25 maybe 50 it's not many it's very limited
1: very limited
0: really limited so i just it just felt weird to me that the payoff for and i want to talk some about this but the payoff of a year of investment, which is really what it is. Like not only invest in your body, but there's a financial investment. There's an emotional investment. There's a family commitment. It's not just your commitment. It's you and your kids and your wife and everybody else. And there's a cost that comes with all of that. And then the payoff at the last minute is, oh, by the way, you may not even get Instagram video out of this. Right. I don't know what, I don't know how much they to you guys. I've seen some and what I've seen looks great, but it's very limited. And so it's very just, limited. It it just felt like a big miss considering what an inspirational group the age groups are.
1: Yeah, and there's definitely some resentment that I've heard out there. I'm not sure if I feel this way, but in the fact that they do capture footage to use the footage and promote gray-haired people doing CrossFit, but not provide any of that to us. It's a very CrossFit marketing centered. And okay, that's fine. I think all of us just want to see ourselves in there and that's fun, but it, there, there was the cost to get there, like addressing that issue. I think about the international athletes, right? In my age group, there were at least three that traveled overseas that have families at home that would have loved to see that. But the cost to get overseas, to get to Madison, which is not easy to get to, is huge for these guys. In fact, I met one of the, oh, he was a 40-year-old athlete that found out I think a week or two ago that he was going to the games. A week or two before the games, he found this out. He's from Sweden or Denmark or somewhere over there. And I I met him training at Big Dane CrossFit the week before the games and great guy. He said, yeah, there was a member in the 40 to 44 year old age group that didn't get a visa approved. Therefore they backfilled his spot with this guy. And he said it's $9,000 for us to get here, to be here, to win, A $10,000 prize. If you win the $10,000 prize that is taxed off the top, you don't get that $10,000 check. Wisconsin takes its taxes first, and then you get the remains. And that's if you get first. If you get second, it's $5,000. If you get third, it's $3,000. The 35-year-old age group, I think, is $25,000, $10,000, $5,000. But the rest of the age groups are the first numbers I shared. And The reality for Masters athletes is that we, there's not a return on our investment in this at all. It just is. Whether it's Wadapalooza or any of the major competitions, we have just too many age groups. It's just such a broad field. My company, Boulder Athlete, we launched a bonus program to give out $50 per event win per athlete. It's just, we don't have a budget. So we're like, okay, how can we make the best impact and do something that's cool? And it turned out that a lot of the athletes, a handful of athletes came up to me and said, hey, instead of our event wins, can we donate that money to charity? Which we ended up donating that to Sam Dancer's foundation, oh, that's cool. which just wrapped up. It was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It was really beautiful. Um, but then if you think about that, we have, uh, again, seven age divisions in the master's category times two men and women. So that's 14. That was 14 times eight event wins that we were paying out. So like our math, like we initially wanted to pay out $100 per, and we're like, ooh, we can't. That's just so many divisions. So there's a huge spread that you've got to cover for just that. But you, I think getting back to our base point, the prize money is fun. It's great. It's It doesn't seem fair. It is what it is. We don't get an ROI on that. But going back to the experience of being at the games, Noble does a great job. The volunteers crushed it out there. They always do. The judges, everyone that is around us is great. I think most of us, I think most of us just felt that pinch from CrossFit, from HQ, from the top on cutting the live feed. Does that make any
0: sense? Yeah, that is
1: part of it. That's part of the, that's part of being there.
0: Yeah, I don't think not clearly i'm not a competitor but i'm a master's athlete i don't i can't imagine any master's athlete goes into this thinking they're going to get a return on the investment you have to put in in order to get there meaning i'm a banker for a living so i always do the math of what i think it costs you to do it so how many hours a day do you train do you train like three hours a day probably
1: oh man so during the off season i trained yeah three to four off season 12 weeks prior to the games during those 12 weeks, it's
0: probably five hours. Okay. So like someone like me, I train one hour a day, maybe an hour and a half two at the most. I'm putting in, we'll call it five to eight hours a week in training that is being taken away from my family and my kids. You're doing four times that. Yeah. So let's just call it 20 hours a week. That's a part-time freaking job, right? That's what it is. Like I have employees that work for me that, make they work 20 hours a week. And let's just say in this hypothetical scenario, you're making what the average retail worker makes, right? Or at least in banking, which would be around 20 bucks an hour, right? So making 20 something thousand dollars a year is what this invests. So it's going to cost you right. in time and money, or let's call it 25 grand. Probably that you're investing that's not counting supplements, food, ice for your ice baths, because you got to take a lot because you're old, like all of that stuff. You're 25 grand in before you ever have a shot at the podium to win. What's the prize? Five grand? Is that right? Something like that for first? Yeah,
1: 10 for first.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you're in, it doesn't matter what happens, you're in the hole. There's nothing you can do outside of, obviously there are sponsors that can like fill in those gaps, but only one, probably one person and you're the one that has a shot at not being a hole. If you're anything other than first, you got no shot, none. And you don't do it correct. for that. You're not doing it for that. You're doing it for yourself for your self motivation. Oh, yeah. and, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I suspect a lot of you are doing this because you just simply love CrossFit. And part of your return on investment is inspiring others to do what you're doing. And that's what, where I think your biggest... I hate to call it value, but I think that's the biggest value of the age groups. People like me look at you and go, God, I wish I could do that. I'm going to go work harder because I'm older than that guy and he's lifting more weight than me and I should be able to do what he does. I've got old man strength and I'm nowhere near what Jason can do. It's just my feeling. I,
1: I completely agree. and I think that when you, for some of us, we, I know I got the taste for competitive CrossFit at a local competition. I tried my first one and I wasn't terrible. And I was like, oh, wow, I like this. I like this a lot. So, while it there's this, there is that side benefit of we are inspirational and we can be inspirational. I don't kill myself every day in training to be inspirational. It happens to be inspiring to others, but that's not why I do it. It'd be great if I was that noble It's in a way, like I'm (laughs) self-sacrificing. I'm not. I, but I was telling, who was I telling? I can't remember, but <clears throat> just the other day I was having a conversation with somebody talking about how much I love the battle, the feeling when you're on the field, whether it's in almost any competition, it doesn't even matter if it's at the yeah. games. Like I used to play poker. I played poker for a living in my early thirties and I played with huge amounts of money on the table. And it's almost the same feeling when you play a $5,000 hand as it is like a 50 cent hand in a home game. You're still like You're still in it so in competition that is an opportunity to battle at the most carnal reptilian part of our brain like when i am out there on the field as an example i don't feel anything like i feel tired i feel some of that but i don't feel pain when i'm out there i don't feel the fatigue there is such a narrowing of focus on what exactly i'm doing the situational awareness it's the battlefield that that I get the privilege to be on. And I think it comes with all of the things that the human body does when it's in battle. For example, having to pee like 35 times before you get on the battlefield because your body just wants to be emptied out. Yep. But then you get out there and like, you, you wait for that sound. And, and that sound is so triggery. The sound at the beginning of every CrossFit event, that that beep. Like when they're testing that button the day before, Cross, like you'd hear it over the loudspeakers, they're testing and testing it all day. It creates these like shocks to the system. Like, I want to start running as fast as I can every time I hear that sound. But that is why I kill myself every day in training, or why I'm consistently putting effort in training so that I can get on that field and give everything and exert more out of my body than I could ever imagine that I could. It's amazing. And that, trumps payouts sponsors everything it's probably part of an addictive personality that i have that i love that and i I literally can't wait till whatever's next i'm trying to get permission from my wife who is folding laundry over here to compete in a master's competition that's in about two months i'm just i'm working it a little bit i'm trying to get that permission So I could, that'd be four competitions I could do a year. Masters Fitness Collective, Wadapalooza, Legends Championship, the games. That sounds like a perfect life right there. But that's That's just, it's a mental disorder. I don't know.
0: (laughs) That's a pretty good life. I was wondering if you went from professional gambling to CrossFit because you just like to lose money. That's all I could figure. Like, (laughs) all I could piece together.
1: I was, uh, I'm net positive in poker only because I won this, I won like a jackpot one time in the day to day poker i'm terrible i'm a i don't win and it is a money drain for me and yes i have lost more doing this sport than i have gained but the that's it's what i've chosen to do and i wouldn't trade any of this i love it
0: i get all that and i i appreciate the honesty around that i think i i think most of us understand that feeling of the return you get emotionally and like I I've made the joke so many times that I, I do CrossFit for therapy. Like that's my thing. Like I could go see a shrink or I could just go do Fran fixes it. I know I don't want to die because I just did in three minutes or whatever the Fran time is. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people feel that. And that, to your point, there's the battle and the competition and you get that immediate sense of wonderment and fulfillment when you pass somebody that was ahead of you. Oh there's so many little nuances that come from it and if you beat someone younger than you oh my god like that's better yeah that's like the greatest moment ever
1: you you could go out and just sign up for a 10k race on saturday and you could go out there and have the best 10k of your life because you passed that person and then you pass the next one and the next one and the next one that's the whole thing you that's all you do when you're running a race like that is just i beat that person and I did it for five hours the past couple of years, twice doing half Ironman triathlons. Like I'm not a triathlete, but I did beat a couple of people. And that was quite satisfying in those races because we're built that way.
0: I guess that's my point of why it feels like such a missed opportunity, because this is an opportunity for CrossFit to not only capture athletes like you, there were dozens of athletes in in obviously older age groups and younger age groups. And to be able to profile that and show that to others and share the sense of inspiration and help others see it is easy to capture. And now it's nowhere to be found. And it's just, for me, it just feels like a monster missed opportunity. on so your guys' yes. part, I don't know if disappointment feels like the right word, but that's what it felt like to me watching it.
1: Oh, disappointment is the least, I don't know. That's the right word, but it it goes way deeper than disappointment. It felt disappointment and insulting. It triggered all kinds of emotions the part of me that has having won the games in 2019 and had no coverage, like it was a bummer. I had nothing except that I did win. And that was really cool. And to have this another year with in essence, no coverage. That's just, I love having that footage. I want to be able to show that to my grandkids. I'm going to be a grandpa. We talked about that. So those are really neat things to have documented. And, and again, the message that it sent was, felt, it, I think that's what hurt. Like, it, it just be clear. In fact, the press conference they did at the games, maybe it was Wednesday night to address, you know, we were running our 5K, I think, when they did the press conference. But I watched it later, and there was a non-answer. It, it, it wasn't even answered. It was just, the CEO said it was a very tough decision. And what I wanted to know was, what was the decision? What was the... What was, what did you gain by removing that from us? Now, he, the other part of me, I see the silver lining, right? As someone who I am passionate for Masters athletes, I'm really passionate for all age groups, but I can't handle teenagers and Masters at the same time. Right. So I just got to choose to be passionate about Masters. I think the right. teenagers are also, and adaptive are also uniquely and amazing in, in every way. So with just Masters, whatever they do with us in the future, could create some interesting opportunities. For example, if I wanted uh, my company, Boulder Athlete, training for masters, by masters, all of that, if I wanted to do something in the CrossFit games space as a sponsor or anything in that, like the games as is just way too big now at this point. But if they were to do something where we had our own event, I imagine the overall budget to participate or sponsor or be involved in that, Maybe I would love to have thrown out something like this year's coverage sponsored by Boulder Athlete. Yep. Who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. I don't have $100,000 on the table for that yet, but I think in the future, there could be something, some opportunities for that if they make some, if it does go in that direction. Again, it's all speculative, but there may be some really neat opportunities to have a stronger spotlight. Um, This is the trend that CrossFit goes and we get less spotlight here. Maybe there's more spotlight in dedicated masters competitions i've competed in legends i want to compete in the masters fitness collective i've heard great things about that one as well and legends the past few years at least two years has had stellar coverage like sean woodland right. saying my name over and over again I mean, that's another dream come true you hear that guy say your name it's a pretty sweet thing he's just got that voice
0: you uh, sean and I talk pretty often. And when he texts me, I read his text and his voice in my head is really weird. Like, it's just a weird feeling. And it's even weirder when he calls and he's like, hey, John, and he's got that voice. And it just because I've been a fan far longer than I've known him. Yeah. And you hear yes. his voice over your cell phone. And you're like, this is just weird as shit, man. It's just bizarre.
1: It's really you know? him. It's his real voice. Yeah. He just talks like that.
0: Yeah, he's got a great voice. Would you be opposed to them breaking it off from the games and doing the own event?
1: I've chewed on this. Because I think that's probably what's going to happen. But I've at first, my initial feelings were sad. I'm sad. I've only known the games at Madison, honestly. I've only been to the games in Madison. It's been there six years. I've competed five years. And it's always been a remarkable experience to be in that space. It's just so much energy. It's why we all go. If you've been to the games, you know that electricity that's there. And it's amazing. So initially, I was sad. But then I really shifted thinking about that opportunity that if it had its own space and ideally it's the, I don't know, some sponsor CrossFit Games, age group edition, whatever they call it. And it's its own event and it has CrossFit's full backing, not just this is a syndicated event or like the CrossFit Masters Championship or something. I I would love for it to really be crossfit endorsed a crossfit experience have that at least like 50 percent of what they do there with volunteers in the organizational structure if they do that i think it would be amazing i don't know if they intend to do that or if it would really be outsourced completely but the opportunities in that create a crazy opportunity to have smaller budgets but also be able to do some really big things with smaller budgets like i again i think about what does it take to be a vendor at the games? Like, it takes huge wallets to be a part of yep. Vendor Village or have something smaller events for masters or age group. If it's a smaller event, the budget overall budgets be, be different, and you're going to have vendors there that are very supportive of our demographics, which could be very interesting. We find out.
0: I agree with that. It if could we be can weird. Convince... It could be weird, though, yeah. because to your point, you're losing. electricity that you guys want which is to be at the games with the elites but you could also make the counter argument if you put it at the right time of year you could put more eyeballs nobody watches masters now no offense but the only people watching masters are the families and the gyms which isn't an insignificant number the reason they're not watching it isn't because it's not exciting it's because they want to go watch pat Vellner and ricky gerard and whoever and they're usually at the same time and so if you broke it off and did it either before or after the games, and I would suggest after several weeks after when people aren't watching, they don't have competitive CrossFit. It's kind of like when the NFL's done and now you want to go watch something. So if you, yeah. you're like looking for a sport and you end up watching two people playing catch on ESPN late at night, it's like that. Yep. You got to put it out there. And then to your point, sponsors will come in if they know their eyes on it. And you yeah. can get, you get real live sponsors, not just Joe Bob's tackle shack wanting yep. to Sponsor some local comp, you're going to get Noble or Reebok or right. whoever wants to come in. And... Truthfully, you probably could get one of these competing shoe companies that wants to get into the space because they know exactly what you said at the top of this. The dollars are spent by the Masters athletes. You could right. get Tier or Rad or one of the companies that are wanting to make a name for themselves and push Noble out and make a big splash. I bet Tier would do it. Almost put money on it. You know? I agree. I agree.
1: And I And, and then I think part of that is then we get masters athletes when a movement like that happens, we start to just, I don't know, create a movement of masters athletes to support the brands that are supporting us specifically, like really getting out there and getting after it with that intention. Hey, let's make this worth it for everyone that invests in us. We will choose to prefer your brand. I have sponsors that have chosen to take a gamble on me as a masters athlete. With a much smaller audience than brooke wells i'm catching up but i've got a little ways to go to catch up with you that. you but, don't
0: look you don't look good in booty shorts dude i've seen you I, but, I do, I mean, but i do
1: no i haven't i just haven't revealed those
0: <laughs> you're a good looking guy i'm a, just saying it's like
1: a, sam dancer would look just fine in those shorts okay he, wear, I mean, he
0: wears think. those shorts
1: let's be honest like he wears
0: those shorts he absolutely does um,
1: but i have had these brands take a chance on me and then i i've I have very much experienced my fans or followers letting me know that they've chosen to to work with or chosen to buy these products because of the sponsorship of a master's athlete. Not necessarily because of me, but because of the investment in a master's athlete, the confidence that they're putting out there. Yeah, I think there could be a real opportunity for that. And I also agree that it needs to be its own separate thing because there are we are generally as crossfitters we're junkies for this stuff. So. If we can watch the live stream of whatever's going on in the the Dubai Championship, or even I can't believe how mad we all were when the semifinals had the still camera, but we were because we're all junkies for this. We want to watch all the heats. We all know somebody. I knew a guy in the Western semifinals, and he was like in the first or second heat, and I wanted to watch every one of his events. And you throw that into some part of the season and you're going to get people on a Saturday morning like at their gym, they're doing their workout and they've got the Masters CrossFit games on because that's what CrossFit is broadcasting right now. So I think it could create a nice little opportunity for them and for us.
0: Yeah, I think the crime here, I hate to use crime, that's what it felt like to me. Like the big, the sin here was just lack of transparency and the late notification. You get the, and then the messages that did come out Felt celebratory. Hey, we're gonna have a camera, and you're gonna to get to watch it. And then it was like a horrible experience. If they yeah. had come forth and said, "Hey, listen, you're gonna get one static camera. It's gonna be a hundred yards from the field. All you're gonna get is audio," people would have understood. They would have complained, but they would have understood what they were getting into. And then yes. if they'd come forward and say, "Hey, listen, we cut it because a live stream would have cost us a hundred to three hundred thousand dollars, and we needed to reinvest that money into whatever they were going to put the money into." I yeah, just tell could, us what we, that is. Yeah, like we could understand that. You we, know? we had to buy
1: more shoes. Not yeah. more shoes. They did. The interesting thing that I think you and I talked about while we were at the games, we were thinking about the fact that you had this like sponsor, Noble, that was this huge sponsor. We've got three to four thousand dollars worth of apparel on us, and there's over two hundred, over well over two hundred Masters Adaptive and Teenagers all wearing all of this apparel for three days, and no one sees it. Yeah, I guarantee
0: you they were not happy. I talked to someone at Noble, just I've got friends there. And one of them said to me, they're not part of that team. So like they would be the intimate. No, but they were like, well, I bet my bosses are pissed. (laughs) And I would be too. If I just given you $4,000 worth of gear with the expectation that the champion of that division is going to wear that all weekend. And there's going to be hundreds of photos and videos. And then there's none. Talk about no return on investment. Like seriously it's a that's a monster loss and i just think of what that does to the partnership of crossfit and noble like somebody noble is gonna has to be considering hey if we have we thought that maybe this is just a one-sided relationship and we're not getting everything out of it we should yeah it's unfortunate it's definitely unfortunate i'm i'll be interested to see where they go with age groups and adaptive athletes next year i've heard that rumor that they're Thinking of breaking it off, and I've heard the rumor of all the cities. We won't talk about those on the air. Let everybody else guess. Not Birmingham, Alabama.
1: Who will go? We'll go off-screen for that. I have some thoughts too.
0: (laughs) Not going to be Birmingham, Alabama. I can tell you that they don't like biscuits, apparently. But but I I would be interested. I wouldn't be opposed to it. My only cautionary tale here is I just worry that we're not going to get the full picture of what it's going to look like based off of previous communication and that. I think that's where it's going to take more of us that are in quote unquote media or content creating or whatever to continue to poke the bear and ask questions. Why are we getting what we're getting? What are we going to get? Because bluntly, I'd love to come watch you compete at the CrossFit Masters competition, whatever they're going to call it. But I need to know if I make that trip and invest thousands of dollars to come take video of you that A, I can use it and B, it's going to be viewable. Is it going to be a good event? It's going to be well run. Is Are they going to invest money or is it just going to be in somebody's podunk gym somewhere with just some local gym judging it? I, right. I need to know I'm going to get what I'm putting into it.
1: And that's the interesting thing is that if they, if they do it like that, boy, we're going to have a lot of questions. Of course, have a lot of questions. If they partner with somebody who's already been doing masters or age group competitions for a number of years and they're injecting the CrossFit energy into that, we could really see some cool things happen if they create something unique. Now, the other challenge that you actually just brought up was you do you travel to something like that? So if we do have this age group or masters CrossFit games, what will that viewership look like? Cause there were people at the games this year that I talked to that were there for the entire week and they were like, we didn't miss. Any of your events, and we're here to watch every single other event the whole weekend. That's crazy right there, but we won't have that overflow. We won't have that overlap. And so will we be able to fill the stands? We don't need to fill the Coliseum for Masters athletes, but we need to fill something that's like as big as Tina Hill at Wadapalooza or the main stage at Wadapalooza. If we could
0: fill those seats,
1: we've got some really good optics. They can be really well documented.
0: They did. And I just give an example of one I thought about. You mentioned earlier the Masters event in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I've been to that as an observer, not as a competitor. But it's full of people at your level and people at my level. Like I could qualify for that if I wanted to. But I could not, like, I would be nowhere near where you're going to finish in that thing. If they did it like that, kind of like Wadapalooza does, where you have a division of pros, you would be the pro. And you have divisions of jackasses like me out there making a fool of themselves. And you have teams. And your spotlight of the cameras are on you. The event makes money. A lot of money. And you get your coverage. That's why Waterpalooza is so successful. Because they bring in all those amateur teams. It isn't because the pros are there. It's the amateur teams that are driving the money. And then they're investing it for the views. And it's become this kind of monster event. And if they did the same thing, made it CrossFit sponsored. And uh, but let it be run by the people that have been running it for years. I think it can be successful.
1: It's yep, not going to work the so way they're
0: doing it now. Like what they're doing now is not working for sure.
1: No, it's not working. And I would say the past two years, 21 and 22, they it it ran well, but I know it taxed the system. It just it really wears out the team. CrossFit invests a lot of money. They don't get a huge return on that, unless they're tracking the wrong metrics. Again, I wonder. How many people walk into a CrossFit gym because they saw Justin Medeiros or versus they saw Ty Jenkins, a teenager, or me or whoever, someone in the 60-year-old 60, 60 age group, doesn't matter. I'm just curious where we can actually attract, because the ultimate goal is to make money at the games or at least break even, but spread the sport and increase participation in the gyms, increase the affiliates, because yep. that's where CrossFit's, And they they have a CEO, they have a board. There's they're owned by an investment company, so they need returns on that. So, what gets butts in those doors? Is it being on ESPN or ESPN two? Is it putting more spotlight on unique stories? What actually gets butts in those seats, and can they track that? Can any of that be justified? But again, if they break it into two different segments, they might even be able to track that even more clearly. If we've got a masters games or an age group games and a and the crossfit games, I know that. Those of us that drink the Kool Aid, we're not, we're going to watch the CrossFit games. If it's in Australia, we'd be up at three in the morning to watch the games. We would do that, but we've already drank the Kool Aid. My parents, they don't, avid fans of that, but they want to watch, my parents want to watch me, but they, our gyms, our communities where all of these masters, adaptive and age group athletes come from. They're the ones that are actually out there. Those are the ones that actually bring people through the front door and increase revenues and increase the affiliates. And then again, going back to that idea that Masters athletes are the ones that are the majority that pay for the open. They're the majority that pay in the quarterfinals as far as revenue flows. And we buy all the products. We're the ones that spend
0: the yeah, money. We have the money. The 20-year-olds that are doing this are spending their money on the gym membership. They can't afford the rest of the stuff. My My suspicion is that Masters athletes make up we'll call it 70% easily, it, of, easily. The amount of, of the revenue that's being generated. Now, I don't think people are going to watch this master's event on the streaming service and go, oh my God, I got to go join a CrossFit gym. I think the gyms and your family and those of us that love CrossFit are going to watch that. But what I think would happen if CrossFit is using it properly, they're going to license it. They're going to bring a few of their own cameras in. They're going to capture that content and then they're going to play it at the games. And if they're really smart, they'd do your event a month before the game so they can play it in the Coliseum right. and so they can play it on ESPN. So when they are right. on ESPN with these great partnerships are forming and people at home are watching, you're not seeing a commercial of Justin Medeiros. You're seeing a commercial of Jason Grubb because somebody needs to see someone in their forties, lifting heavy weight right. or squatting below parallel or doing handstand walks because all those people at home are going to go, damn it. I got to get off the couch. And that's the mission of CrossFit. It's not to, do a better games is to get people into the affiliates and this is a, a unique tool that we have to get them in there and that's why this was such a tremendous loss to me that they didn't capture amazing content of you you know just let's package unreal.
1: what you just said <clears throat> we're gonna package that put a bookmark on that on this stream. we package <laughs> exactly what you just said because that is the message right there that's really it and that's how they can maximize an experience for masters athletes, provide the venue and the opportunity to display all of the hard work, capture all of that, package it, and have that be ready for the games, for the big time, where their budget is unlimited.
0: Yeah. Without well, us
1: there, they could really crush it.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll wrap up on that, but do me a favor if you actually talk your wife into letting you go to this masters event, shoot me a DM or text. My, yes. my co-owner is going to that event, and he's been bugging me to go, and I've been putting him off, but. I'd probably go if you're going to compete, so make I sure you let tell her that could
1: be the straw that breaks the camel's back, right?
0: There you go. That could do it. I've never been successful at talking wives into doing anything. So don't count on me. I'm the divorce guy over here. All right. I'm not good at this. So, <laughs> You got it, man. All right. Well, listen, congratulations on your fourth victory. It's really, it's an unbelievable accomplishment. Now you're kind of hitting that rarefied air. You're like inching up on, there's only two or three that have done more than four. So I've got a big year ahead of you, but I know you'll do it. So thanks for I'll joining. I appreciate it.